0: Welcome to Ghouls' Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jodi. Hello. So, um, just quickly. So, the world has gone crazy. Yes. And we're in the middle of this virus crap. So, if... We aren't able to do an episode in the upcoming weeks, or if we can't figure out, you know, how to do it, we'll post an announcement. But as of right now, they're still on schedule. So Mm -hmm. we'll just have to let you know as things change. So this week, we watched a documentary called The Haunting of Fox Hollow Farms. It was a documentary and a horror movie. It wasn't really a horror movie. <laughs> no, it's barely a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> so so this documentary is about uh serial killer Herb Baumeister. Tranquel flats hollow farm near Westfield. Human bones and fragments first believed to have been what remained of seven victims. Police now say there are eleven. Then last week, police unearthed the remains of five people on the Baumeister's grounds. The bones may have been in the woods for 16 months. (laughs) Police say they have one daunting task remaining, identifying the victims. Then they say that would close a sad and macabre serial murder case that spanned decades. Mr. Baumeister's lawyer called the judge and asked to delay a divorce hearing. He couldn't find his client. Well, apparently, Canadian police have dead of an apparent suicide. He lived in Westfield, Indiana, which is very close to very, us. Very, yeah. And it was very freaky seeing familiar things. Yeah, the um, news footage. News footage was the news I watch every morning. I know. And, yeah, um, like, I recognize the old license plate that mm. they showed, and it's just very weird. Um, so in 1990... Or was in the nineties. This guy, Herb Baumeister, he had, as they know of 17 victims, five of these victims have been identified. Just so sad. But this whole thing was just horrifying. They, he was a business owner. He owned a save a lot, the stores, which is like a goodwill store. Mm -hmm. And, um, they were, you know, they bought this. It's a beautiful home. Yeah. Um, they keep trying to sell the, the people that are after this happened, they kept trying to sell it, but things kept happening that would prevent it. So the homeowner keeps seeing like half of a guy walking because they're the back of the house is mostly woods. And she kept seeing a guy in a red shirt walking through the, through the woods and She, you know, kind of realized that he doesn't have any legs. Mm. So it's half a body. So also I wanted to mention this documentary is very all over the place. It keeps going from paranormal to the actual murders, to evidence, to interviews, to, it's very all over the place. Mm -hmm. So just bear with us on that. Um, So going back to Herb, he was in a mental institute for a while as a child, which I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And his parents have reported uh, being scared of him at times. So he had like crazy uh, mood swings. So again, going back to the paranormal aspect, they showed all kinds of um, people that have gone to this place, paranormal investigators, demonologists, crazy-eyed psychics, normal psychics, shamans, um, and private investigators. So, like, all these people have investigated this place, and they actually caught a lot of stuff, which I was, you know, Mm -hmm. surprised. So then they go to a survivor where... I believe, and if, if I'm, they didn't talk about this in the documentary, but I've heard a lot about this case. And I believe that one of the, this guy, so what Herb would do is he would go downtown to the gay bars, pick up a guy, take him back to his home and murder him. So I think that this guy, the survivor had a friend that he was convinced that this this guy murdered his friend. So he kind of staked out the gay bars and tried to get her to take him home, which it worked. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, he said he was very persistent trying to get him to go up to this apartment trying to get him to come in and drink. And I have a pool in the basement. Let's go swim. And, you know, he listened to his gut and he was like, no. So he survived. Thank God. most, they they think most of the murders did happen in the pool in the basement, which like you mentioned, having a pool in the basement is creepy. I think it is. Um, but it isn't like the basement that we had growing up. Well, I mean, no. it was nice and finished <laughs> and it didn't flood and you know yeah, so had windows. And- yeah, so it didn't actually look like a basement, but still. So they're they spent a lot of time doing paranormal investigating in this basement with the pool because that's where everyone has a weird feeling or they say it feels heavy or um, you know they just feel uneasy in that room. They kept doing these underwater shots that were driving me nuts. I could have lived without those. Then the first EVP that they played, I heard nothing. I mean, it was nothing. I didn't hear anything at all. Wait, wait are you going are you gonna go into more detail about the water? What do you mean? Where they were, where they said that you can catch spirits in the the ripples of the water. Oh, is that what they said? Yes. And then, I then was wondering. they wondering. <laughs> then they showed this picture of the water, and I saw nothing. It was okay. That was another thing I wanted to bring up because they kept zooming in on blurry shit i know and i don't know if it was because it was on we we watched it on youtube no it was not because it was on youtube oh no. <laughs> okay yeah they kept focusing or like really close-ups of this blurry stuff and i'm like what are, what am i supposed to be seeing so that's what it, they saw faces and the ripples yes. of the water. oh my god yeah i missed that <laughs> good lord you didn't miss much. <laughs> um, the second EVP that they played, I did hear what they, they, they had the captions on the screen of what it was supposed to say. And I did hear that. Uh, it said, you're so fucked up. Turn it off. So, I don't know. Again, everybody feels uneasy in the pool area. Uh, they do the close-ups of the blurred stuff. Um, they are still trying to find victims as well. And they are still finding things out in those Mm -hmm. woods because when, when Herb got, I think he kind of got the impression or, um, kind of got wind that he was, he was going to get caught. Yeah. So he, when he would, he would drag these guys out into these woods and, leave them, right? That's what it seemed like. I think, didn't he leave them at first? Yeah, he left them at first. Then I think he tried, like, different, he tried a bunch of different ways to get rid of these bodies. And it just seemed like he just made a giant mess oh, of yeah. bodies. They said that animals were carrying off body parts. His kids found His them. kid found a full skeleton, a full skeleton in their backyard unreal his son Eric I have that in there later they also did say something interesting that I hadn't heard was that there was indication of videotaping yeah which I want to know what indication that is and that's crazy they have videotape oh my god I just I couldn't you know so again they're they're trying to find these body parts they have one of those machines where you can look under the ground and see if something is under there. Um, then they found a, uh, a Zippo lighter, which one of the big things, uh, I think when he was kind of panicking, when he was going to get caught, he just put everything in a pile and set it on fire. Mm-hmm. And they found a Zippo lighter, which I thought was really creepy. Yeah. Uh, then the homeowner, Said that depending on the conditions, a full body, like a full dead body, could go from that body to a skeleton in two weeks. I know. And I, he said, probably. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, two weeks. There's no way. No. No way. No. I was thinking the exact same thing. No. I was like, uh, what? And then he was like, probably. Probably. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> you shouldn't state things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny, so I brought that up. Uh, And then, I don't even remember what the context was, but the last thing that I have was, he lived in this house with his wife, Julie, for four years. Like, Julie, what is happening? What, how, what is she doing when he's bringing these guys home? What is she doing when he's going to the gay bars? Like, did they have just one of those marriages that... Maybe, or maybe she traveled a lot for some reason. Or well, they they owned a local store. I don't think that that would be the case. Maybe she was just like a because they had children. Maybe she was just a stay-at-home mom and she did her thing. He did his, and could be. I think that's how a lot of marriages. I in, think it means. is, especially rich people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure, but but yeah, Julie, get your children. Really, so that was basically all that I had. Okay. For the first half. So, my first, what I want to point out, that the narrator was horrible. Okay, not only was he horrible and boring, but he was, like, never on there. Yeah, it was, like, little pieces here and there, and he was so monotone. Yeah, the whole time. It was, like... (laughs) It was bad. It was horrible. It really did seem like this was somebody's first attempt at a documentary. Oh, yeah. If that was the case, they really did good. Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, if that was their first attempt. If that was their first attempt, yes. If it was somebody experienced, like, dude, Yeah. No, don't quit your day job. So I guess somehow this Herb dude uh, got wind or I don't know. They didn't go into detail, but yeah. somehow, somehow, somehow he started panicking. Yeah, he started panicking, so he decided to go to Canada. Um, when he was there, he got stopped by a Canadian police woman. Right. And she said she stopped him because he had. It, she just thought it was weird he had Indiana plates. Well, didn't she say that she came up and he was sitting on the side of the road? I don't remember. Like just sitting there, so she pulled up and was like, "Yeah, hey, up, what dude? Doing? Yeah, what are you doing?" And she didn't feel any uh, reason to. Yeah, she it. didn't have any reason to, to right. Her. But so she just she just let him. So, then it goes to this camper, this guy, which is the one that found Herb's body. So, it was by a body of water. It was in a a park in Ontario, Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah, he traveled to Canada. Yeah. And he was just planning on committing suicide, I'm assuming. Well, um, the camper found his body. He said the body looked waxy, and the eyes were open, and the mouth was open. And then he decided to show us yeah. exactly what it looked like, and it was the creepiest fucking thing. I gasped. I couldn't help myself. It was, I was like, no, yeah, what, what are you doing? Yeah, which I think was the best part of the documentary. He made it <laughs> great. I loved that guy. He he was very in depth detailed. Yeah, he was great. Friends. But he said that he found her. He was laying on a sand dune and he was like he said it looked like he was laid out for his funeral. Like perfectly like laid perfectly out. Perfectly laid out. His hair was perfectly styled. He you know, he had nice clothes on, he just but, and he was laying perfect was it perpendicular to the car? Well there was no car, right? No, there was a car. Oh was there? Yeah. But there were no tracks. Is that what they said? There were no. He said there were no footprints leading. Anywhere. Oh, yeah. Th- this is super weird. Yeah, and I, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, this is. It, this is a strange. So he was laid out perfectly, like perpendicular to the car. There were two seagulls, perfectly laid out, right next to him. Right next to him, their uh, necks were broken. And they, they were laying facing the the body of water, whatever it yeah. is, right? Yeah. And then the police, the Canadian police, said that the car was full of stuff. But when, um, I guess, our the, the authorities from Indiana got there, mm-hmm. the car was empty. I did not understand that part. I didn't either. Like, did, I was wondering if the woman canadian police officer that stopped him or let stopped him when he was on the side of the road Uh if she like testified that the car was full of stuff maybe or if yeah they didn't make that very clear right right but apparently it was empty when they found it yeah by the time they got there there was nothing in there and the the camper said that he had shot himself but there was no gun anywhere. Exactly. I guess they never found a gun, the gun. Which yeah. if you shoot yourself... Where the fuck would it go? Yeah. It's not like after you shoot yourself, you can like throw it away. But, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. That's what he said. He's like, you don't shoot yourself and then, oh, I got to get rid of this gun. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So no footprints. No footprints. Perfectly laid out like he's ready for his funeral. He said his his skin looked waxy and like he even had makeup on. Like he, yeah, he looked like he was laid out, like, uh, like you would get a body ready. Exactly. Showing. showing. Yeah. For the showing. So then it goes there. It had like a little title and it said the burn pile. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is where they start getting into like the, uh, the ghost hunting part. They were doing an EVP session out in, outside of the house, by where the the burn pile was. And they got a uh, giggling sound oh,
1: Yes, it was.
0: Um, they asked if he was a serial killer and they got an EVP that said, yes, I am. Uh, and Then they got another EVP that said, let go and back up. Mm-hmm. Asked where all the skulls were and it said, with Chuck. Yeah, I was like, who's Chuck? Chuck? <laughs> I have no idea. And then um, there's another little blurb at the bottom of the screen, and this is the apartment. Right. Where the, there's a tenant that lives in this apartment, mm-hmm. um, where the tenant said that he was sitting in his chair and the door would just fly open. It was crazy. Like, with so much force, it left a mark, left on, a a door. mark yeah, on the wall out right. behind it. And he also took a picture because he saw a ghost mm-hmm. and it looks like someone in a hoodie. It really does. It too. does. Yeah. And then I said, horrible narrator again. <laughs> well, he even said that after he took that picture, the the figure in the photo like turned and looked at him. Yeah. That's so creepy. I don't like that. <laughs> um, another EVP they got was, you know who I am. And you know why I'm here. Um, another one. Heads. Lead piped the skulls. I don't know. Herb. Lead piped the skulls. Which that made sense to me because he was trying to get rid of bodies. Yeah. So if he was trying to just like break them up enough to mm-hmm. bury or what you know, just even leave. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Okay. So now we're in the bar area they heard a rattling noise and they found out that it was some swinging doors that were upstairs mm-hmm. cuz they they went ahead and swung them and it was like the noise that they heard right when they were downstairs they have a px machine that the one that goes through like the radio channels and it supposedly goes to know. pick out words anyway um it said suffer and then oh yeah that yeah that was the um, spirit box yeah Then they asked, did he burn you? And the EVP said yes. Okay, so then this is the part where they keep showing this video. And I see nothing. I see some kind of white thing. But it's so blurry and out of focus. And they kept asking each other, did you see that? Did you see that? And I guess it was supposed to be a ghost. I don't know. Oh, was was that what that's? It was a big blur. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Then there was a, um, they're in the bar area, and it looked like one of those, um, like, lights that you would see over, like, a pool table or something. Right. It was, like, hanging. Yeah, and it started swinging. They kept showing the moon. They showed <laughs> the moon, like, ten times. They showed them the moon ten times, and they played this clip that sounded like it was being played backwards. Yeah, I don't know what that. I was meant. like, just well, out of nowhere. Just, yeah, it was Isn't weird, that? and they played it over and over. I was like, what am I supposed? Am I supposed to be hearing something? Or? Yeah, I don't know what they were trying to get across there. But, um, and then one of the guys on there said that he saw a black shadow by the pool, and then they got another EVP that said, "Look here," and then another one that said, "You dare come to my house." Then they showed the psychic lady was waving her hands around and clapping. Yeah, go to guess, the light. Go to the light. to get rid of the ghost. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't that think was that super was weird. It. Yeah. yeah. And then they got an EVP that said, oh, shut up. And then an EVP that said, now don't fall asleep. <laughs> and then another one that said, I've been fooled. Hmm. And then another one that said, wait with me. And I didn't hear any of this. I didn't hear a lot of them. The one that, there were a few that were pretty clear. Um, and the one that said, you dare come to my house. Mm-hmm. The you dare was really. I That's what that. I noticed about a lot of them. It's like you could hear like the first couple words, but yeah. then it was like. Nothing. I swear that I think they made up the room, Maybe. <laughs> thing, but. Then they showed another blurry video. <laughs> and this one kind of looked like a, a it was a white shape that suddenly turned into it looked like a figure of a human body uh-huh. like with the head and stuff yeah but I yeah. don't know what they were looking through or what they were looking at right there they was no context yeah at they didn't all. explain anything right the psychic said that she thought that herb was killed by another serial killer yeah she said she she thought that they he found someone doing basically the same thing that he was, yes, she also said though that she doesn't think that he meant to kill some of these guys, and I'm like, bullshit that, uh, that was his whole point, yeah, and then they started playing this really loud, horrible music, yes, and then that was the end. That was the end, so it was not very good it really wasn't they did i mean have, i've seen worse exactly yeah they did have a lot of things on there that were good but like the they bad just, yeah they that. they they were they were really bad about trying to get their point across i think and i think they were trying to do this cool thing where they flipped back and forth yeah and it did not work for no. them at all no. yeah the most entertaining part was the guy who found him yeah and that whole part that's crazy, well, and that so and they kept going back and forth, so you would see him and you would see part of his story, yeah, and then they would start doing like the ghost hunting stuff, and then it would go back to him, and then he'd finish the his story. it's like what I didn't it's, yeah, I think they were I think the concept they were trying to do something cool, but it just didn't it work. didn't work very yeah well. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, we will let you know what's going on once we find out if anything changes. Um, but as of right now, every Tuesday, you can find our episodes. You can look us up on Facebook. You can join our group, uh, Twitter, the Insta face or uh, whatever it is. Instaface, Instaface, and the not Insta-face. the <laughs> Booker and the <laughs> Twittergram. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look us up anyway, um, and email us your stories. We want to hear those, please. please. <laughs> Schools Night Out Podcast at Gmail Tell your friends to listen to us. Spread the word. We need some numbers. We need some stories. So help us out, beautiful ghouls. And keep listening. Rate, review, subscribe. And hopefully we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.